previously on the beat of the month. You make it sound interesting, but for some reason, man, I just I, I don't give a shit about space. <laughs> like every, every time like space is involved, like it's boring. Like what was that Sandra Bullock movie? Gravity? That shit was boring I, as fuck. Oh, gravity was terrible. <laughs> fuck Neil Armstrong. Gravity, gravity yeah. sucks. This is basically about, gravity of the game. Melvin, did you ever see Event Horizon? That horror movie with uh, the Jurassic Park guy? No, I was in space. It was in space. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, I don't. <laughs> I don't care about space. Man. I mean, they're, movie, they're on spaceships, you know, so they're not literally like just floating in space. Like that's the movie, but. <laughs> Starship Troopers. No, fuck that. I need shit on Earth, man. Fuck space. <laughs> beat of the month. Beat of the month. Gotta have me my beat of the month. Beat of the month. Beat of the month. Gotta have me my beat of the month. The Game Boy, the Xbox, the PlayStation 4. Gotta press pause cause your mom's at my door. Beat of the month. Beat of the month. Gotta have me my beat of the month. We game all month, give out points and sorts. Better look out, it's another Switch port. Beat of the month. Beat of the month. Gotta have me my beat of the month. Welcome everyone to the Beat of the Month podcast. This is Brian. We're with you tonight with episode 18. This is our look at space games. Games featured in outer space or around outer space. I am here tonight with Bash. Emil. Hey, yo, yo. Moose. Yo, yo. Muff. I'm distracted. Go ahead. Dark side. What's the, why does everybody say yo yo? What the fuck is that about? Melbro. What up? What yo yo. Spiral. <laughs> Hello. There you go. We're going to get into it. We're going to start with Bash. Bash, what space games did you play in the month of March? Let's go, I played, Bash. Uh, uh, I played Prey. It's the one from 2018, not the one from 2011 or whatever. Or 2007. Takes place on a space station, kind of a survival horror RPG-ish kind of game. We'll get into the plot too much because it like revolves around you having amnesia at the start and stuff. But uh, if you like, uh, if you ever played System Shock and kind of a little bit Bioshock, I've played Shocker before. Mm-hmm. I yeah. took the video. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, it's kind of like survival horror-y. And, like, you find upgrades and crap, but, like, the main gimmick of it is kind of the enemies, like, these little things that, like, can camouflage themselves as anything. Then they just, like, spring out of nowhere and turn into this, like, staticky-looking tentacle thing. So, like, you'll just be, like, searching a room, like, opening cabinets, like, grabbing, like, iced tea cans and crap. It's one of those games. I like that. Like scrap <laughs> material and stuff. Like that's all the of main sudden, like, objective of the game. You grab yeah. ice <laughs> for like yeah, fifteen minute stretches. That is it. But then, like a desk lamp, like right on the periphery of your vision, will turn into this tentacle monster thing and just like stab you in the side of the head. Then you like look over towards it. Then it'll dash off. And if you don't find it again, it'll just turn into something else in the room. And you don't know where the hell it is. You can, like, take your pistol out and just start shooting random objects, and you might get lucky and hit it again. Or you might turn the wrong way, and then you'll hear it, like, wake up again, and then you got to try and kill it again. That's what keeps me going every day. I might get lucky and hit it again. Yeah. And it has a couple different little gimmicky things. It kind of has, like, a 
would be like a freeze gun in a normal game, but it's like uh like this foam gun. Or you like it can freeze enemies or you can shoot like a big block of foam onto a wall. You can like make a stairway up walls and stuff so you can take shortcuts around stuff and Yeah, I heard that was really cool. Um when that game it, first came out, everyone was raving about that gun. Not really all that complicated. I'm surprised not more games don't do stuff like that. When did this game come out? Twenty eighteen. Okay. Yeah, I hear a lot of people talking about it. Yeah. Wasn't there like an original Xbox game called Prey? Is that related to this one at all? It was. It had like a Native American like main protagonist or something like that. I think Darkseid might have played that. Yeah, I did play that. This was uh, Prey Two, or this Prey that Bash played was originally supposed to be a sequel to that, but it got scrapped, and I think a new studio took over. Like Arcane made it instead. Um, but they it was in development for Arcane. years. Arcane and Bethesda and Crying and Jim. Arcane and what? Bethesda and Crying and Jim. It's Bethesda. <laughs> it's say Arcane and Jim, Bethesda and Crying and Jim. <laughs> I'm reading this shit right now, bitches. <laughs> How do you like it, Bash? Because Muff has a, a copy. Of, Mike has a copy to give to me. I do want to play it. It is pretty damn good. Like like I said, if you played like System Shock, it's a lot like that. But I like the upgrade system a lot better in this. And in that game, you had like breakable guns, which is a pain in the ass. You can like with one of the updates, you can turn on like guns that break after a certain number of shots, but that's like optional. So I'm never turning that on. There's another like mechanic. That, uh, that sounds like a good mode. Yeah. Probably the weakness of both of those games. And uh, <laughs> the thing you got to know before you go into it, there's like these alien powers that you can like download into your brain. Kind of like not really a spoiler, but like if you do that, it gives you extra powers and stuff. But I think it gives you a different ending. So if you go all human or if you download alien powers. so Wait, are the alien powers different than those neuromods or is that... Something different. Yeah, you get it from a neuro. It's just, there's like a story moment that happens at some point that you can start getting uh, okay. alien powers. So. Yeah, I started playing that game. It's pretty cool so far. I, I didn't get too far into it yet. Is it on Game Pass too? It is, yeah. Fuck, they got everything, man. Well, they got Bethesda, so they, started, they dumped a bunch of Bethesda games on there. Yeah. I've been busy as hell this month, so I didn't quite beat it, but I'll probably beat it this weekend. Nice. How long is it supposed to be? Uh, shit, I never looked it up. I think I said like seven, 20 or something, but I'm like yeah, already 17 for main story. Yeah. Yeah, I've been doing a ton of side quests, though, so... Yeah, I'm like already past 20, I think. Yeah, probably. 16 for main story. Is it 16? Yeah. It is. Oh, shit. It's gone down. Somebody fucked you. Yeah, somebody's <laughs> fucking with it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I give it a thumbs up. You play nice. anything else, Bash? Also, uh, I'm almost about to beat Slay the Spire with uh, all three like, main characters. So. Nice. Let's go, Let's go Bash. Fucking <laughs> got to be with the, the fucking robot fucking guy. I got fucked on the last boss. I like he was unwinnable because I didn't have enough focus cards. But anyway, what boss? Uh, the one that like gives you negative three focus like right at the start. So I was just fucked. I couldn't use my orbs. My orbs. My orbs. <laughs> <laughs> Have you uh, changed your perspective on this game, Bash? I know you said it was kind of a, a trash game, but do you like it more well, now? I'd say it's a trash game. It's just like a background it. game while I'm watching TV or something. So. Gotcha. 
That's all I got for this month. I'm the same way. I, I keep playing Slay the Spiral. Uh, just in between shit. So it's Slay the Spiral or Candy shit. Crush, whatever. Same game, you know. It ain't the same game. You ain't no Candy Crush. That's a definite cell phone game. I don't know how people are playing on them like a console. There you go. Brass approved cell phone game. Emil, what games did you play for the month of March? Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition. And also the DLC for that. Um, Xenoblade uh, Future Connected. Um, it has a space theme in there, and uh, no spoilers. it was awesome. I uh, played, yeah, it was about mm, probably 70 hours, I would say. I think how long to beat was 78 and a half. Um, so, yeah, it was fun. It was cool. Uh, I uh, got to the final boss. I'm not going to spoil anything. I demand you spoil everything. How is it space? Spoil it all. Oh. <laughs> I can tell you guys how it's spaced, but that would ruin everything. No, Brian, so not just, going just, just scream, cover your ears no, and scream. Brian, and I believe Brian us. said he's going to play between now and the and when he dies. So still try to claim space bonus too. Yeah, it it, uh, it is uh, it was awesome. I really liked it a lot. I enjoyed it. Um, the final boss kind of gave me trouble. I stayed up till about one fifteen, one thirty. Um, couldn't beat it. Then I thought about it all night. Woke up in the morning, logged in to work, and of course I was still playing <laughs> while working. And then uh, I ended up beating it. But yeah, it was awesome. And then I ended up beating the DLC last night, so that that was pretty cool too. Um, Does that was the about, DLC introduce any new mechanics or anything like that? There was one new mechanic in there, um, which was pretty cool. Like uh, it was a, uh, it was another, it was like a type of attack that you got you got like another uh like multiple like a a, a chain attack and it was uh pretty cool because they introduced some new characters in there and those characters helped you out um but yeah it was really fun the, the dlc i think was 10 hours for main plus extra and it took me about eight so um but i didn't finish all the side quests or anything i mean i still have a ton of side quests um, but the game was awesome. Um, I want to play Xenoblade Chronicles 2, but right now it's going for like $120, and I think the DLC for that one is going for 100 bucks or something too. So I think, they, I think Nintendo Nintendo like stopped printing them or something, like the physical copies. I, I could get it digitally for normal price, but I want that physical, right, Brian? Oh, we get that physical. physical. What's this? So I, uh, it's on Switch. the Switch, man. Yeah. 100 and something bucks for the Switch? Bullshit. <laughs> Dude, I was so mad. I was, like, looking for, like, two or three days, like, online, like, looking at every site, trying to find, like, GameStop. I was looking. Basically, I think I'm going to borrow Smooth's copy from Moose um, until either the price drops or they print out more copies. So that'll be my Smooth's workaround. Smooth is a good guy. Yeah, Smooth is a good guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you might need... even know. You might need to reach out to Smooth <laughs> if you want to do that transaction. Just uh... I don't even think Smooth would notice, so I'll probably just scoop it from you. Oh, shit. I'll be a man of honor. I mean, I'll text him, but we'll see if he responds. I'll text him. You'll be like, I did this. Deal with it. <laughs> hey, Smooth, I'm borrowing <laughs> the end. But yeah, it was so, fun. It was cool. I, I haven't really played anything else. Emil, what um, does Xenoblade do that other RPGs don't? I know... 
now Xenoblade originally came out for the Wii, so I mean it's old, but I remember when it came out, people were saying that it just did a lot of things like so, smartly like, uh, that other RPGs don't. Yeah, what's kind of cool is uh, some of the enemies attack you if they see you. Some of them don't, which is pretty cool. Um, the fighting mechanic, I like it a lot because you it's like, it, it's laid out in front of you on the bottom of the screen, and you can kind of you have a time where it recharges and everything, but you can also like depending on where you stand and how close you are to the enemy or um, your team members. It, you can actually link link attacks together, which is kind of cool. Um, otherwise, if you're kind of far apart, you're kind of out of range. Um, but yeah, and you can also like you can upgrade your weapons to a certain um, level, and then if you get like certain like little quests or like they, they have these like little books or encyclopedias, if you get those and activate those, your level your weapon can actually go higher. So. Um, I don't know if that was a new mechanic or not, but the fighting style was pretty cool because you had to like move and attack, and it was kind of like like instantaneously. So I don't know. It was pretty cool. It was really fun. I liked it a lot. Was I mean, there something like you gain experience just from exploring or something like that? Was that a mechanic that they had? That sounds so like something that a Wii do. game would do. You and you do. <laughs> you're like, oh, you're just playing, you so get, I have experience. <laughs> You get experience for uh, opening up more map areas and stuff like that. So, um, and you can fast not, travel. That's not like uncommon. That. That's good. Yeah, so that's that's, uh, that's a good feature. Yeah. So, and then um, fighting a boss, obviously you level up during that, and quests you level up a lot quicker than just fighting enemies. So, um, but yeah, it was it was cool, man. The scenery is like beautiful in that game, um, and the story's pretty good too. Like, I really liked it. So I don't want to spoil too much, and I know some people want to play it. So, but it was really fun. It was awesome. All right, cool. You got anything else, Emil? No, that's it right now. All right, I'm gonna run down the games that I played. Uh, first space game I played. I played the original Star Fox on Nintendo Switch Online. Um, Melvin, I know you played this one too. Anybody else play the original Star Fox or like the original Star Fox? I've, I've played it before, but it's been, yeah, it's been a long time. Before, and I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, I did the, not like it. Like, I did not like it. What? You guys didn't like the original Star Fox? Like no. I remember, really? no, I'm no. the Super Nintendo. Yeah, Super Nintendo. This is the oh, Super Nintendo. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, I, I, yeah, the Super uh, Nintendo one, I remember playing it on like a kiosk in Media Play or something as a kid and thinking the game was shitty back then. And I still think it's shitty now. Like, it may be a technical showpiece for the Super Nintendo, but I didn't think it was fun. I mean, it runs really slow. It's like the frame rate is slow. And then it's hard to tell if you're dodging bullets. And like, sometimes you'll just take damage way more than other times. So, like, you'll run into something and it'll like take down like a third of your health. So, I mean, I was spamming like the rewind feature of the Nintendo Switch Online to be able to beat it. Um, hey, hey, you guys! Uh, somebody call the police because uh, this doppelganger, this doppelganger, stole Brian and is pretending that uh, he doesn't like Nintendo games. What's going on here? Yeah, I, I, you know, you think I'm just this Nintendo fanboy shill, and that's not the case. I will. They're almost always perfect, but this one. Uh, <laughs> they're almost almost <laughs> always perfect. <Yeah. laughs> Some bullshit. So I mean, Star Fox Two got shelved for what twenty years. So that's probably 
I mean, I know why they did it because they had Star Fox 64 coming out like not that long after and they wanted to focus on the 64 being 3D games and not the Super Nintendo. But yeah, I mean, I, I did not enjoy Star Fox that much at all. I'll, ju- I'll jump in too, Brian, since I played it too. So yeah, I, I agree totally. It's a shit game. It's, it's very bad, but for some reason I had fun with it. I don't know why. <laughs> oh yeah, you, you had a good time with it? I did yeah, not yeah, have I a good time with it. It was fun. The rewind feature, I think, kind of made it fun. If I didn't have the rewind feature, I don't think I would have liked it at all, but I think it was kind of fun just like seeing how bad it was and just laughing at the game. <laughs> well, <laughs> plus it's short. It that aspect. I mean, if you're playing, short. you're playing like a 10-hour game that's shitty all the way through, you're going to hate it, but if it's yeah. just an hour, then it's not a big deal. Y'all you couldn't really like playing some shit games, though, like Last of Us 2. Fuck, <laughs> <laughs> you don't know. Oh, man. Muff, no. You do not know. Muff, no. Muff, don't understand. I have a serious question, though, y'all. Uh, what came first, Star Fox or Rocket Raccoon from uh, Guardians of the Galaxy? I have no idea. Is that an old comic, Guardians of the Galaxy? I have no idea. Uh, it, sounds like the, it sounds like 70s? a 70s character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Stanley was probably doing a lot of blow, you know. <laughs> Did you guys watch that? Uh, I know some of you guys probably saw part of it but that high score documentary series or docu series on netflix I, I watched some of it one of the episodes was about star fox uh on the super nintendo i don't know if i saw that one though. it was pretty you'd probably like it because i mean it just goes about the history of like how they came to that game and decided to make the game the way it was yeah i mean i like history shit like that yeah so you would I'd definitely like be interested think, in that yeah you should watch that episode if you don't watch the whole series so was Star Fox a big deal, like, when it first came out in terms of, uh, I know it was, like, a showpiece thing, but was it, like, the first game that ever did, like, 3D polygon air flight type stuff? I mean, Probably on a console. Might have been, yeah. like, the first Super Nintendo one. Yeah, I don't know if it was, like, the first, but I'm sure it was one of the first. Yeah, like Bash said, it was, it was probably the only one on Super Nintendo that had, like, 3D graphics like that, because it had that Super <laughs> FX chip, like built into the cartridge so i mean it it <laughs> utilized like extra stuff to even be able to work on that hardware there was some like shitty polygon games on super nintendo that ran at like like five frames a second and stuff but yeah yeah all right the next game i got journey to Silius. so this was also on nintendo switch online um it's like a contra clone uh but it's not as good as contra so i mean there's not a real reason to play it i mean it's it's cool that like they add these games to Nintendo Switch Online that like you probably wouldn't play otherwise, and they're hard to get a hold of. Like Journey to Silius is not a cheap game if you want to get it for NES, but it just wasn't that great. Um, I mean, one interesting piece of trivia: it was supposed to be a Terminator game, and then they lost the license, so then they just changed <laughs> it to Journey to Silius. But like you see, like the T800s or whatever walking around, and it's very clear, like at some point, that it's supposed to be a Terminator game. Um, it's really short. There's only five levels. Uh, again, I abused the hell out of the save states because, like, it would be pretty damn hard to beat it. I mean, I'm sure if you just memorize stuff, like, it wouldn't be that hard, but it'd be pretty hard to be able to beat that game otherwise. Um, the bosses were cool looking. That's really, like, one of the only redeeming things about that game. But uh, Next game I played, Space Channel 5 VR. Um, I love Space Channel 5 back in the day. Um, and this game is not very good. Uh, I mean, the original game was short and I guess back in like 1999, that was okay. But I mean, this game came out at 40 bucks 
and it's like half an hour long. It's four <laughs> levels. They're super short. And then it, it it's in VR, but you're just kind of standing in place. Like in the original game, you're at least walking around the spaceship. You're getting this big crew of people following you. For people that don't know what Space Channel 5 is, it's, it's a rhythm game where you're pretty much doing like Simon Says, where <laughs> like the enemies do like, you know, up, down, up, down. And then you just repeat that up, down, up, down. But in the VR game, there's no like you don't have to be on rhythm. You just have to be holding the position by the time you're supposed to. So like if they say up, down, then you just like hold you go up and then you hold down. And then when they get to down like that counts. So there's no like they remove the rhythm aspect of it. So, I mean, it was are kind you, of cool, but are you, are you the, doing it on the D-pad or are you using like the wands? You're using the wands. You're You're holding the move controllers. And you're uh, you're doing the motions with that. So like you're okay. like moving to the and you're like sometimes you have to dodge lasers. So you're like moving your body to the left and right. But I mean, for 40 bucks, I, they reduced the price now. It's 25. But I mean, I would say five bucks unless you're like a, a super big fan of Space Channel 5. Then I would say 10 at the most. And then there's DLC. Like it's only five <laughs> bucks, but it's like you're going to charge DLC for this fucking game. It was unbelievable. So I would that would be a hard pass for uh, <laughs> for anybody thinking about it. And I like Space Channel 5 a lot. And, you know, I pretty much I, I bought it because it was the physical edition finally came out through limited run games. So, I mean, it, it's more of a shelf game to, like, complete the series than it is to, like, have fun playing it. Uh, the last space game I played then Dead Space. I'm not done with it. I'm like about halfway through Dead Space. Um, it's pretty fun. I mean, there's a lot of jump scares. It's definitely scary. Like, there's something about being in space that is just inherently scary. And then when you add, like, horror elements to it, I mean, it's very creepy. Um, there's one sequence where, like, you're in this plant section where they're growing all these plants. And the watering system kicks on. And, like, that scared the hell out of me. <laughs> and it's just, like, all they're doing is watering the plants. But the Yeah, that really good sound effects that... Yeah, like, fuck with you. Yeah, the sound design's amazing. Like it really adds to the intensity of it. Um, it's cool because the game wants you to focus on dismembering enemies, like shooting their limbs, rather than just shooting them in the head or the body. So it does add like a twist to it, to where you want to take out their legs, but then they can still crawl after you. So then you want to shoot their arms and stuff like that. So that's cool. Um, the guns are really cool. Uh, there's like you know a big shotgun blast that you charge, and then there's like this like saw blade that you shoot and it kind of like hangs out in front of you for five seconds and lets you like tear enemies apart. So um, that's pretty cool. Um, the one downside, a lot of survival horror games have this where you don't really know if you should be killing all the enemies or running away from all the enemies. And there's some sequences in this game where I started running away, but then I realized I was in some kind of lockdown procedure to where I had to kill all the enemies so stuff like that is, I mean, a lot of survival horror games have that where you're like, do I have to kill all these enemies? Do I not? Um, that's kind of a minor nitpick. Um, and then the environments are all kind of similar. I mean, I'm only halfway through the game, but, and I realize you're on a spaceship. So it's like, how different can the environments really be? But it's a lot of metallic looking hallways and, and stuff like that. But when, when you like see where like some of the walls get blown out and then like you have like limited oxygen and like you can see out into space. That stuff's really cool. Um, Dark Side and Bash. I know you guys love this game. Um, I am enjoying it. Um, so I'm definitely going to finish it off. 
but uh yeah do you guys have anything to add on dead space i just say like i go ahead i was just gonna say i, I wouldn't expect the environments to change too much in the second half <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's good to know I'd probably but, say go ahead and just kill as much as you can because stuff drops ammo anyway. So if it's in the way, just fucking kill it. Don't try slipping by usually. That's what I've been doing. Yeah, I've been killing pretty much everything. And I mean, I have quite a bit of ammo. I've been playing this a bit differently in other survival horror games. Sometimes I'll just like, if I get hit a couple times, I'll just die. So then I can redo the section. But this one, I've just been like, if I waste a bunch of ammo, if I take a bunch of damage, I've just been going along. So I'm not like overflowing with ammo or health, but. I still have a lot of money that I can buy stuff. So, um, I mean, it's been fun, but fuck that asteroid part. That was pissing <laughs> off. It was, they introduced this mini game where it's like, all right, shoot these asteroids. And then my controls were inverted, but they didn't allow me to invert for that specific mini game. And then yeah. the, the frequency at which the asteroids come that you have to shoot down is like completely random. So some parts you just get bombarded where you're like, there's no fucking way I'm going to be able to beat this. And you have to beat this before you can move on. So I hate when they introduce mini games where they're difficult and you have to beat it to move on, which I know one example I can think of like Oracle of Ages, like that Legend of Zelda game. There was a a mini game that was a rhythm game that a lot of people hated, but I was good at rhythm games, so I didn't care and I didn't understand why people didn't like it. But now I understand why people don't like mandatory mini games. Yeah, I that, hated like, that rhythm game in that, in, in that Zelda game. Yeah, a lot of people do. Uh, and then the last game, it's not a, a space game, but I played through Cadence of Hyrule. Um, so this is a unique game. There was a, a indie game called Crypta the Necrodancer. And just a high level, it's like a dungeon crawler roguelike where you're going through a dungeon, but the way you attack and dodge enemies is like moving to the beat so on every beat of music you move one step and the enemies move one step and that's how you like progress through the game um i mean with the zelda theme it's really cool you're getting you know the 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 the, uh what is that the cross not the cross hook the hookshot hookshot. yes the hookshot you get the the frog no real nintendo guy he's a frog (laughs) (laughs) you get the the boomerang you get the ice rods and stuff like that so that's cool i mean it's a roguelite but it's like really light to where when you die you retain all the places on the map that you've been you there's two forms of currency so diamonds you retain all the diamonds you retain um, all the major items that you got. So it, it's really, in the beginning, you're dying over and over, and you're like, shit, I'm not making a lot of progress. But once you find some jars and you can get some health, um, it's pretty easy to progress. Uh, and then as you go on, it, it's got a weird difficulty curve where, like, the first boss I made it to, I barely beat him. And then the other bosses, I just, like, whip their ass because you have three health potions, and then you just pretty much, like, move to the beat in front of them and just slash them. I mean, they're hitting you, but it doesn't really matter. Um, Because it's just like a war of attrition to where you have more health than they do. Um, The best part of the game was the DLC. There's this DLC called the Skull Kid DLC, which is kind of weird because you can access the DLC within the main game, but you don't even know that it's DLC. It's just like they added it on. But there's this dungeon in there called like the Temple of Brainstorms, and it's got a bunch of like puzzles that you have to do. That was like the biggest temple of the game by far. It took me like two hours to beat it. Um, and it's really cool. It's got a lot of cool puzzles, um, and it really feels like kind of a massive dungeon to go around and explore. Uh, so yeah, I, uh, I thought it was very fun. 
Um, I played through through that game. I played through the DLC. It's got a lot of replayability because like a roguelike, there are random generated aspects to it. So you can replay it over and over. And like, I think the map will be scrambled. Certain items will be scrambled. Like certain main items, like the Cane of Samaria that you can create blocks. Like I haven't even found it yet. So there's a lot to it. Um, see, I, I mean, it's hard to know who would necessarily like it because if you don't like the rhythm aspect, you can turn it off. But at that point, I mean, I think the game's going to be like piss easy and then it would kind of defeat the purpose of even playing it. I don't think it would give you like a Zelda experience that would be fulfilling if you turned off the rhythm part. But it's neat. It's an interesting game. Um, yeah, I, did, aspect, I didn't know you could turn it off. Yeah, you can yeah, turn off the rhythm aspect. Crazy. Yeah, but it, it would be it'd be kind of pointless to do that, in my opinion. Seems like it would just destroy the game because that's like what the game is based on. Yeah, yeah, it would. Yeah, it would be like removing the main mechanic of the game, and then yeah, I mean, you could beat the game super easily then if you don't have to go to the rhythm. Hey Brian, you um also play Crypt of the Necro Dancer. That's why I'm, uh, the reason I'm asking because I'm just wondering like, was this game fun to you because it was Zelda themed, or is it actually a fun game? Period. Being Zelda theme added a ton. I have no interest in playing the original game after playing this. I mean, it's been on sale for like two bucks. I have not picked it up. Um, and I like rhythm games too, but I don't necessarily love like roguelike type dungeon crawlers. And I think the original game is, has more roguelike. Like, I think they scaled that back a lot for the Zelda version, probably because they knew it was going to hit a, a much wider audience. So the, uh, the Zelda theme really is what sold it for me and makes it fun. Gotcha. And the yeah, music, I bought the original one for like three bucks. I haven't played it yet. Yeah, I mean, if if you like that at all, I would definitely recommend getting the Zelda one. I mean, the music is a huge part of it, too. The game is hinging around music, and you're playing through with all the Zelda music, which is great. So that, yeah, it's a huge part of the game. All right. Uh, that's all I got for this month. Moose, what did you play for the month of March? So I played a lot of games, actually. Um, but on, on theme, I played Nier Automata, and I know Spiral played it recently, and that's what got me to jump back into it. Um, the game was really fun. Uh, I liked the combat a lot. It was kind of like a flowing combat. Spiral went into it kind of in detail, but you can melee and you can like shoot at the same time. You got this little like robot that follows you, and uh, basically you could shoot the whole time as you're slashing. So that's pretty cool. Um, the the main gimmick of the game is that there's like 26 endings, A through Z. So A through E actually have story elements to them. And once you beat A, you basically restart the game from a different perspective, and it's a little bit shorter, and you constantly do that um, for A through E. Like, the game gets shorter, and you play, like, as a different perspective, different character. Um, it, it was a lot more fun after Spiral had a good time with it, I guess. But uh, what's crazy <laughs> about this game is it recently went to Game Pass on PC, and it has, like, all these updates and, I guess, DLC. I don't know what the DLC is, to be honest, because I think it's, like, baked in to the game, where it's not, like, a separate section. Um, or if it is a separate section, it must be, like, Time Attack or something weird that I wouldn't even play. But uh, the, the crazy thing on PC is this game is getting review-bombed on Steam because the updates that, I guess, are partially game breaking are not being applied to the steam version and like square enix is just like ignoring the steam version so it's getting review bombed on steam because it got released on the microsoft store i thought that was kind of funny um 
the other games. Yeah, it's I weird play, that they wouldn't update all versions of it. Yeah, it's like the the version that's on the Xbox Game Pass is near Automata become his God's edition. So I know there's like a year of or year of Yora or something like that on the PlayStation, and I think that probably has the updates. But the one on Steam does not for some reason. I don't know what the reasoning is there, but it's pretty crazy. Um, another game that I played, it was actually DLC for Star Wars Battlefront 2. I played that Resurrection DLC that I think is just part of the game. Um, it took place like 10 years after the, the end of the main campaign. It was really short. I think it was like an hour and a half or something. Yeah, um, she was old. Yeah, she was old. So it was like 10 years after. It was pretty cool. I mean, the the games, you know, it was like kind of more of the same for the most part. But uh, I enjoyed it. It's It's pretty fun. Um, the last space themed game I played was Ratchet and Clank 2016. Uh, it was w- the free play at home game. I know Melvin loves it. You know, hype train, just, hype train. Yeah, it was gotta give it away for train. free, I guess. <laughs> yeah, and uh, so it was on the PlayStation Plus collection, right? So you got it if you had if you have a PS5 with PlayStation Plus, but then you can have it outside of PlayStation Plus for free because of the play at home initiative. Um, the game was just okay. I mean, I, I didn't hate it or anything, but the last couple levels, like, the the difficulty, like, jumped up, like, an insane amount. And I don't know what it was. I think it was just, like, a bunch of enemies. Uh, the last, the second-to-last level had, like, a shitload of enemies that you had to, like, fight through to get to the next section. And I, I did it, like, I don't know, ten times or something. I just kept on getting my ass beat. It, it sucked. Because if you fall off during that section for some reason, you, you don't respawn like it starts you over. Um, the last boss I thought was way harder than anything else in the game, too. It was kind of annoying. But, I mean, overall, it's just like it did everything okay. It didn't do anything, like, extremely well. Like, the platforming was just okay. Like, shooting mechanics were okay. The puzzles were pretty easy, but they were okay. Like, nothing... Nothing I thought stood out other than, like, the, the art style. It kind of felt like you were uh playing a cartoon like the art style was smooth and then like the cutscenes and stuff like it it just felt like you were watching like a pixar movie or something so it was kind of like i could see people liking that, that cool. aspect of it yeah like but it, it's just not for me i don't know i'm probably not going to play another ratchet and clank game based on this one Lewis, melvin you're a rebuttal i've never been more disappointed in you <laughs> hey man, I'm gonna slay the spire guy, you know. <laughs> All right, so God. the games off theme that I that I played. Uh, so I played Final Fantasy Zodiac or Final Fantasy XII, the Zodiac Age. I I finally beat it. I talked about it a little bit last uh, episode, and I don't think I really have much more to add. I still don't really understand how I feel about the game, to be honest. Um, it was a long game, and it it just I don't know. The story, I'm still sticking with the story, was pretty bad. It was kind of a boring, like, political... It reminded me of, like, Star Wars Episode One type of storytelling, where it's like, if you really care about, like, the politics of this universe or whatever, then you might care, but I didn't care. And there's no, like, compelling characters or, like, anything... The main character was, like, lame as hell. Um, He was just some orphan kid that, like, had no... Like, he could have been in the game or not been in the game, and it wouldn't have made a difference. Like, he wasn't integral to the main, like, story. He was just, like, a kid that you played as. It was just kind of weird. Uh, I don't know. I didn't really care for it, but I liked I liked it at the same time. It's, it's kind of a weird uh, relationship with that game. I don't know. Uh, the other games I played, 
so I, I played the Final Fantasy 15 DLC. So there's four different episodes that uh, you play as all the basically all the side characters in the game. When I first beat Final Fantasy 15, you could only play as Noctis, the main character. You couldn't switch between characters. You couldn't like they would just basically be on like autopilot. Um, but now you got to play as each each individual character. They all had different combat uh, styles and stuff. So and they all had stories that progressed into the main story and kind of like added value to the main story. It was pretty cool. Um, yeah, there's four of those. So each character, Gladios, uh, Pronto, Ignis, and then like the main villain had his his arc, and you you kind of sympathize with him a little bit more on on how he turned evil and stuff. But it's uh, Final Fantasy 15 is one of those games where it's like it's cool. There's a lot of media surrounding it to get you like the whole story, but it's just one of those uh, one of those Final Fantasy games where you don't you can't really recommend it until somebody plays it and decides for themselves if they like it. <laughs> you know, how much but, of uh, that other media have you consumed? So I consumed it all. So there's a there's like a CGI movie. Um, the I'm Spirits Within. No, it's it's uh, <laughs> it's new. We saw that. that in theaters, being moose. Yeah, we did, we did see that, and I remember not liking. Oh that. man, two hours yeah. well spent. Um, so it's what the hell? It's called uh, what the hell is it called? The Spiral the G Bastard, or something called? like that. Yeah, it's like Kingsglaive. King's Kingsglaive. Kingsglaive. Yeah. So that that's like a prequel to like a direct prequel to Final Fantasy 15, and that was pretty cool. Um, there's a there's think five episodes of like an anime that square enix put out on youtube um it's all in japanese with english subtitles i believe and it it was good i mean it it got you to like relate to the characters and learn about their backstory and kind of how they interact with with noctis the main character so each episode uh basically focuses on all the side characters and his relationship and how they became friends and um they all i mean noctis is like a prince and they all became friends with him one way or another, whether they were working for him or his dad. And then they ended up like developing like a pretty good bromance. Um, yeah. So that's, I think that's all the media. Uh, just, I, I believe there is a PlayStation VR fishing game based on final fantasy 15 <laughs> dark side. Can you uh, keep me honest here? <laughs> I think there is <laughs> something very deep. deep? Uh, I believe, yeah, I think it's branded Final Fantasy 15, something like Songs of the Deep or Fishing of the Deep or some oh, okay. bullshit. So there's there's a DLC that has fishing. It might be the same thing, but just in VR. I don't Maybe. know. Yeah, I don't know much about it. Moose doesn't yeah. really know about Final Fantasy 15 if he doesn't play the and fishing game. I played I played a lot of Final Fantasy 15, probably over 200 hours total. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Um, it's a really good game if you like Final Fantasy. If you haven't tried final fantasy it might be like i think on like one of the main screens when you first start the game says like a final fantasy for newcomers and fans alike or something like that so there's like a phrase like that to kind of get people not to be scared that it's labeled 15 if you've never yeah. played a final fantasy game um but it's it's cool and you like i remember back when i first played the main game like i didn't really enjoy the main game at first like you start off like you know, you guys are doing like a road trip and really early in the game, you have to end up pushing the car and you have to do it for like a few minutes. Like you're, you're just, you're, you and your friends are just pushing the car because it stopped running. You ran out of gas. So, uh, I mean, it's just kind of weird. It's, it's cool though. 
I'd recommend it if you want to try a Final Fantasy game. Yeah, I remember a lot of YouTubers making fun of that section. Yeah, I mean, it was really like, like, what the hell am I doing? Kind of like everybody's putting it online, like, oh, look, we're pushing a car. This is Final (laughs) Fantasy now. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's it's wacky. Final Fantasy 15. That sounds like Shenmue level, like forklift driving and like yeah, stacking it's books. Kinda, it's kinda it's like a five minute long cutscene, pretty much like you, just, <laughs> you have to hold yeah, up during it like, like, there's some banter going on and you're just pushing the car you know and it's it's not like a common thing in that game and you're not doing stuff like that very often i don't remember that if, if you do anything like that again to be honest in that game but early on it's like what the hell am i doing but it, it was cool um once you got got used to it a little bit um i did start another game that recently came to game pass i want to talk about it a little bit because i might not beat it and if i do beat it i'll talk about it in more depth but it's uh genesis noir so this game i i mentioned that i started playing it in the group thread but it's like a it's like a weird indie game with like a kind of like a hipster type art style it's all black and white for the most part i think there's like some elements of gold in there but it's mainly black and white and it's got like a a really weird, like unique perspective where I, I don't really know that much yet. Cause I haven't played that much, but apparently uh, th- there's one like God or something or celestial body. That's like, like what's weird is they're all big, like humans. Okay. So it's like, think about like Greek gods type gods, but they're like a jazz player and like a jazz singer. And uh, the jazz singer is is a woman and she apparently was having an affair with somebody else and and the uh saxophone player is like the main villain i guess but he has a gun and he shoots her and like i guess they they equate that to the big bang and as you're like standing outside watching him shoot her you can like click on like parts of like the blast of the bullet so it's like before it hits her you're playing uh, like creation, I guess it's like really in weird. that split second. Like the whole yeah, game in that takes place second, in that split second. Like, like the universe takes place in that second too. Yeah. Is what they're basically like, like the the known universe. Like you're in the game, like planting seeds to open areas, and like you're like like crops are being made, and like it's just weird. It's just I don't know. It's it's a game that if you have a a chance to play it for free, I would definitely give it a, a chance just to check it out. There's a lot of puzzles in it. Um, right now, I was like putting together like uh it's like almost in space i was putting together like solar systems or like i don't know if i was connecting stars i don't know exactly what i was doing but i was like doing puzzles connecting like constellations or something i don't know what it was because i didn't recognize any of the constellations but it was weird i mean it's it's definitely a trippy game i think it's it's interesting i don't know uh it it got a lot of awards apparently but i don't know how it got awards when it just came out so i I don't know if the, the demo got awards or if there was some like uh, pre-release through Kickstarter or something. I don't know, but it apparently in 2017 it got some award, and the game just came out as far as I know today. It probably sounds like a hit for like, since then. What's that, Bash? It's probably been on PC since then or something. Yeah, I thought, but I looked, and there's no uh, like r- record of it and how long to beat on PC, and like it, it still says it's coming out like today. I guess I don't know. Yeah. I mean, Maybe some of those Steam. games. Some of those games get awards because they're they go to some like indie showcase. Yeah, like Fez, was, was that Fez got awards for years before it came out, and then like 
So I, I could see that being possible. Yeah, I'd like to go back. I, I got stuck on some puzzle because I'm not sure. It's almost like the witness where you don't really know if you're doing the right thing in the puzzle because there's no like direction. Yeah. But the puzzles are more uh, they're a lot easier than the witness. But I don't know, like I was connecting these constellations and I was like missing one node and I couldn't figure out how to connect it because it's each you can only make one line to another line. You can't just, you know, go crazy and just make a bunch of lines. It was just I don't know. It's it's strange. It's weird. I kind of want to see where the game goes. So I'll probably play it again. See, see how I do. There was some update today. I don't know if it uh, patched maybe the puzzle that I was stuck on. Maybe who knows? I'll check it out. <laughs> but that's it. I don't have any other games that I played. Sounds like you probably need to smoke some weed first and then play. I think if you were, and yeah, there's some like psychedelic, like uh, screen changing, like weird stuff. I mean, it's I don't know. I think I think it's a Brian game if I had to guess. To be honest. Oh yes, welcome if you got him. Coming out on Switch, man. It should be on the Switch too. On the Switch? Oh, I gotta look into that. Yeah. (laughs) All right, if they have a demo though, you guys should check it out. Everybody. All right, Muff, what you got for the month of March? Yeah, uh, Yarp's Revenge, uh, Atari, played that on uh, PS Now. Volges, uh, Volges is also uh, PS Now. That game is just like playing uh, Asteroids. Play Lunar Land. Uh, exactly what it sounds like. You land on the fucking moon, get points, PS now. Uh, and then Tell me more about the game. You just land on the moon and get points. Yeah. So, so. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the end? <laughs> so the name of the game is Lunar Land, and you land your bitch ass on the moon, <laughs> and you get points. <laughs> What do you think of Yars Revenge, Muff? That's a pretty well-known Atari game. It was fun for the flashback uh, of Atari time, and uh, to be able to pick up and figure it out how like the, how to play within minutes, it was cool. Um, but it, it's basic, but so I mean, like everything back seventies, eighties, like anything anyone ever thought about was space so throw every video game in space it seemed like uh but it was it was fun uh pretty again pretty easy to pick back up and figure it out uh, so it's like dark side it's basic but still kind of fun to be around that's right dark side ain't no basic bitch oh i'm a basic bitch man give me my pumpkin <laughs> you spice ain't latte. a basic bitch it's over there so <laughs> now he, the best one that I've been playing, uh, space theme, uh, was Gallic Allegiance. That was fun. Uh, again, PS Now, uh, but that I would recommend. If y'all have been had played Gallica back in the day, this is much updated, uh, really pretty graphic wise, uh, and again, a lot of fun. Uh, uh, would have liked to have had bonus points, but, uh, Brian likes to, Bring me down every chance I get and remind everybody that I played that on February 28th. So it's not really counting for this month after all. Hey, man, I wish March started a day earlier, too. But, you know, calendar is a calendar, you know. We recorded on the 27th, finished the 28th. Okay. (laughs) 
I have nothing more to add to that. <laughs> so, but here's the real fun. Non-fucking space games. Bro Force. Me and Dark Side playing Bro Force. This game is fucking amazing. Uh, it's fun and it, it. I mean, it's a considered side scroller, even though you yeah. got some up and down. Yeah, it's a side scrolling uh, shooter, kind of like uh, Contra. Yeah, but it's uh like as you go through and uh get through the map, there's like 18 different levels. Uh, but as you get to your destination, you're fighting and killing stuff. And you unlock characters. We probably, what, maybe about 20 characters by now so yeah. far. And uh, each one is like uh, like movie characters, right? There's like uh, 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 Will Smith from uh, Men in Black, whatever his name is, bro, something. Uh, Schwarzenegger, Chuck Norris, uh, the, Term- the Terminator, Bruce Willis uh, from Die Hard. I, I can't remember the the names they gave them. Yeah, they had now the top uh, of my a- head now. Agent Smith from the Matrix. They had uh, Blade. Blade from Blade. Um, which, which one of you fuckers played as Chuck Norris? We both did. It's it's not up to you. It's just <laughs> it's just random. You get it gets oh, selected random. to you. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh yeah, B. A. Barakas from A Team. A big old yeah. flamethrower. That's cool. <laughs> Some blonde-headed motherfucker be throwing turkeys with dynamite. Uh, it, it's just, I, I, I can't even... This game is a lot of fun. I don't know how else to say it, explain it. It's just uh, definitely... PS Now is where it's at. And uh, I love free. And it's just really, really fun. So we Do they actually, that, like, like... Is it like the real Chuck Norris, or did it just kind of like... Like, is it licensed Chuck Norris and, like, all of these real, like, no. and their real names are in there? Or are they just, like, their, um, their likeness it's not, it's type not. of... So take a, take a character and then try to put bro in it. Um, fuck, dude, I can't even think of all their fucking, the different characters' names. Yeah, so, like, right the Terminator now. was, like, the, the Brominator. Um, oh, okay. Blade was, like, you know, Brolade or something like that. Um... Chuck Norris, you know, it was like Delta Force, but it was Bro Delta Force or some shit like that. What was uh, Tom yeah. Hanks' name in there? <laughs> what the fuck Tom Hanks going to be up in this shit? <laughs> it was Gump, Gump, man. Broris, Broris Gump. Bro, yeah, watch him be up in there later. He just starts running everywhere. Yeah. That'd be Bro versus the Volcano, right? <laughs> there would be a good one. <laughs> he throws uh, fish. They had those. Uh, what's the, what's the, what's the one uh, from Daryl from Walking Dead and his earlier movie with the uh, uh, Oh, Green the Boondock Saints. Yeah, Roadock Bro Saints up in there or something like that. Yeah. That was that was cool. It's, it's just movie. so much fun whenever you unlock the next character and find out what their abilities are, what their weapons are, and, the, and their names are just hilarious. Um. But I didn't know what we were going to get into. I just seen it. I was like, we got to try it. And Darkseid's pretty much down for whatever. Put it wherever. He's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you then uh, I found Elder Scrolls online. Uh, that's on Game Pass. So I played that for uh, about a week. Uh, it's an MMORPG. And that was fun. Uh, definitely take you back to the whole... Skyrim, Elder Scrolls thing. Uh, 
And so I was starting to get into that. It was cool. Nice. I like MMORPGs. Uh, ever since Final Fantasy XI, I just fell in love with them. Uh, but then, last Saturday, when I'm up in the woods clearing out the deer trails and chopping down trees and shit, then uh, I get this text. Like, it's dark side and some number I didn't know. And... Saying, hey, Final Fantasy 14 is free to play, or 14 is free to play. And I played this back in the day. Wait, when? And wait, 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 time out. Final Fantasy 14 is free to play now? Or is it free to play up to a certain expansion? Up to like a hundred some hours. It's like what we played before, Realm okay. Reborn, plus another expansion. Oh, I didn't so know. That. Final Fantasy 14 years ago, Moose says, hey, Everybody, we should get this. And MMORPG, I'm like, okay, I'm down. And so I get it. Go to play. He's like, oh, I'm busy. I'm playing with my WoW guys from back in the day. <laughs> Completely <laughs> fucked me that, over. That did happen because you, you got stuck on different servers. We were on the same fucking server, bitch. No, but to me, for me <laughs> to play with those other fuckers, I had to go on the other server. Now we're playing again six years later, starting over, new character. Uh, and wouldn't you know it, I'm the only fucking one playing again. <laughs> we fucking in, I'm the only fucking one playing. What system are you on? PS4. So you you probably download a PlayStation 5. I'll take uh, well, so, I, I can get back into my account, too. I don't know. Like, well, the account character so, is right? It remembered my uh, old character, so I couldn't play the free version. Oh. Uh, under that, so I had to do uh, create a new Square Enix. Uh, oh man, that sucks. It's not that bad. Didn't take long. We got to figure it out. Uh, hopefully, Darkseid and his brother play because I've been playing. It's a lot of fun. I, I'm so much cleaner than Elder Scrolls. Fi- Final Fantasy. They they know how to do the online Square Enix. They know how to do the, the games are so much better. Uh, well, it was busted when it first came out, right? Yeah, they took it down. The original game. Yeah. Finally, yeah, there's like a lot of server issues, I think. Not a Realm Reborn. A Realm Reborn was basically them saying, we fucked up, here's yeah. the new game. But it's uh, there's still a lot of people on there. When I'm running around, there's probably a good 50, 60 people in the areas that I go to. So a lot of people still playing it. Yeah, it was a cool game. Really, it, really, it really is. Like, I went to a couple dungeons this week, and... Uh, a lot of fun. Good good memories. Uh, I'm using a different type of character this time. Um, I've never really gone all mage before, so I tried that out, and I'm liking it so far. Uh, but uh, other than those, uh, probably played some other shit. I don't remember a lot of shit. I just do some shit some days. I don't even know what I do. I don't remember the day. Pokemon Go, I'm playing the fuck out of that, owning this fucking town. Motherfuckers, I done took a gym. 
don't know if I've been telling you guys this. I took gym. I'm walking around a couple miles a day, and I go to the gym, and I, I take over the gym. And this girl, as soon as I took it over, come running her ass off around the corner. It's still cold out. She she ain't got no coat on, but she seen I took the gym. She was pissed. So she come running, and she started fighting to take it back, and I just started laughing. I just let her have it. It was a good time. Uh, so it's it's Muffin like three eight year olds playing Pokemon Go in this town and Muff is acting like hot shit. <laughs> oh, I own this fucking town. I ain't got ass shit. I own this town. So I've had one gym. I've had uh, my, my one Pokemon going ten days owning the gym. Ain't nobody be able to take that bitch out. And uh, so today, uh. I, I walk in, just about done, and I see uh, another gym far away. Uh, my team's got it, but there's only one player left in it, and they're almost dead. So I was like, all right, I'm going to walk over there, add me a character so uh, to help defend it. So I start walking, and this fucking bitch about ran me over in her car, and I'm on the sidewalk. And I'm like, damn, this bitch crazy. Well, sure enough, she drove her car to the fucking gym to play. And she took over the gym. And she see me, and I still kept walking, and she was parked in the middle of the road. At this point, I didn't give a fuck. I walked right up to that gym, I whipped that ass, looked at her, shrugged, and she drove off. It was a fucking good day. <laughs> Eight-year-old driving cars in this to town? Me. It's wild, man. It's like, grown bitch. So, it, as I'm walking home, I'm feeling good, endorphins well, and I start thinking, uh, we We've been doing good. I, I like I like our podcast. I dedicate a lot of time to it. But I, I love this with y'all. And uh, you take our initials. This is a random thought. Come to me. I don't want. Is you take our initials? It's B O T M. Beat of the month. B O T M. Well, shorthand B O T M. That's short for bottom. And I was still feeling real good. And I was like, we we, we the bottom. And then I was thinking, if I explain this, here, let me put it in sense. So when I say bottom, I mean like, here, here, dark side. He is my bottom bitch. Yeah. So, That's so what I don't have been saying for a long time, man. People that listen to us are our bottom bitches. You, you're the bottom bitch. You, we all, you, we all bottom you're bitches, the bottom bitch. Ain't no bottom Spyro ain't no bottom bitch. Spyro muted bitch. So, <laughs> very insightful, Muff. Thank you for that exploration <laughs> of uh, the beat of the month initials. Bitch, you gave me the mic. It's my time. <laughs> All right, it's your time. Yeah, it's your, it's your time. You got anything else, Muff? I'm drinking my berry Pepsi. Berry Pepsi, huh? Ooh, that's a good one. Splash of blueberry. Did you have any other games, Muff, or no? No, I'm good. All right. Dark Side, what'd you play for the month of March? I played a bunch of shitty games, Brian. Um, first thing I played was uh, Dead Space Ignition, which was a companion piece to Dead Space 2. Um, it's like an hour long, and it uh, basically consists of a handful of mini games. And uh, basically. Um, it's uh, designed like a comic book where it has all the different comic book style cutscenes. 
for about 45 minutes and then 15 minutes of actual puzzle gameplay. Um, mainly just like trying to get the lights on or trying to get a door open. So you got to like do some circuit bullshit puzzles or have the, the dot go through a maze to get to the end type thing. Um, not very good, but it's on space theme because you're on a space station. So I downloaded that like just so I could unlock something in Dead Space 2. I think I got another suit. Oh, like, yeah, you got a suit. I, pl- yeah, I played like that. one puzzle and like I think I uninstalled it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's it. Uh, I also played uh, Habroxia for the PlayStation 4. Uh, you may remember I played this game last month on the PlayStation Vita. Um, well, it was cross by, so I played it again and uh, I beat it and I platinumed it because I'm the beast. The same game, the same exact game. Well, it's the PlayStation 4 version. I don't know if it's the same, but yeah, it's the same. You played both? Well, I played one on the Vita and I played one on the PlayStation 4. But you don't know if they're the same or different? Thank you, Brian. Well, one's on the PlayStation 4, one's on the Vita. It's very simple. (laughs) Yeah, but you played them both. Are they this? Were they the same or no? <laughs> one's on the Vita and one's on the PlayStation Four. I don't understand what you guys aren't getting. Were they the same game? Can you put a Vita cartridge inside of a PlayStation Four? You could port a, a Vita game to the PS4 or vice versa, depending on what game it was. I don't know. <laughs> no, yeah, it's the same game. <laughs> All that for that, huh, Dark said? <laughs> I don't know why you always have me and him follow each other. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's uh, it's a top-down uh, space shooter. You know, I talked about it last month. Listen to that. Um, what else did we do? Space themed. Uh, I played uh, Star Wars: Return of the Jedi Death Star Battle. Um, for the Atari 5200, uh, 15 minute game. Um, <laughs> it, uh, I, I had it when I was a kid cause I had the Atari when I was a kid. You had and, a 5200 uh, as a kid. I think we had the 7800 and it Damn. played 5200 games. Did um, you get the platinum? <laughs> there was no platinum. <laughs> Back in like 1960. <laughs> 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 no man it was like 83 um but uh i mean it, it basically consists of you're in uh the millennium falcon and you have to go through a force field to get to the death star and then blow it up and yeah it's 15 minutes uh, but it was still fun isn't that all the star wars games blowing up yeah, the they death just star? The same. yeah the same thing over and over again, <laughs> over again. <laughs> so randomly so I have this uh, this emulator called Super Console X it's got like 40,000 games on it and I was just looking through it for space games and I randomly came across this game called Darius Burst uh, which I guess was a PSP game originally and it had I don't know what it was maybe the picture like I was like oh that looks like a space game and I clicked on it and it was it was a, a space shooter uh, side kind of side scrolling space shooter game. Uh, I don't know what happened in the game. Uh, it was all in Japanese, uh, but I do know that I was a spaceship fighting gigantic uh, fish robots as the bosses. Um, I fought fish on prom night years ago. <laughs> 
the band or what? <laughs> He's like, yeah. I don't like your song. Yeah, most the band. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past him, most P H I S H. Um, but yeah, it, I mean, it was fun, but it was just it was so bizarre because I didn't know what was going on, and then you know there'd be like a little cutscene, and it'd all be in Japanese, and then the ending, you know, I beat it, and it something happened, and then the credits rolled. I believe I played a Darius game on the the Taito Legends collection on PS2. I think they yeah, had a, a Darius game. Yeah, it, that's G-Darius, all I remember. That was the PlayStation play. One game. Yeah. You probably played another Darius rhythm game, uh, starring Darius Rucker. I don't know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> rhythm I'll game. Post. I'm intrigued. You don't know Darius Rucker? You don't know about Hootie and Bullfish? I know who he is. Wheel. He's a lead singer. Yeah, He's oh, the I black guy from Hootie and the Blowfish. Yeah, he likes Burger King. Fairweather <laughs> Johnson, man. I'm a big Hootie and the Blowfish fan. He did Burger fan. King commercials. Yeah, with uh, Brooke Burns, bitch. Uh, yeah. She, she up in the, uh, the, the the Burger King racism game. Yeah, you, you know she's not eating Burger King. Yo, she ain't. She eating Burger King. I wonder no, if Holy Assassin's still at Burger King. <laughs> he is. Gallon of ketchup on the soda pop lid. Yeah, with his chicken nuggets. Playing Darius on the PSP while he's waiting for his nuggets to come out. Listening to who he is. Classic Holy Assassin. Oh, shit. All right. Shit. Moving on. Um, uh, what else space theme did I play? Oh, I played uh, Call of Duty Infinite Warfare. Um, Which, this was that Call of Duty game that everybody, like downvoted uh, the trailer for it because it was space themed it was like the straw that broke the camel's back they're like nobody wanted any more futuristic call of duty games and so everybody hated on this game when it came out uh i think it was like four or five years ago at this point um but it's actually got a really really good single player game um it's uh that i did play the multiplayer and the multiplayer was kind of shit um it's it it wasn't really for me. It had the the wall running and the it had the, the jetpack yeah, and everything, um, and the level design um, for the maps that I was able to play. It just it did it wasn't fun basically. Single player wise, however, it was fucking epic. Like I would say it's probably the second best single player Call of Duty game out there. The first being the original Black Ops. Um. Original Black Ops or Black Ops 2? The original Black Ops. Black Ops 2 is the one that we played forever, right? Yeah, but I'm talking single player, bitch. Oh, (laughs) single player. (laughs) Campaign is some fucking whore bait. (laughs) Do you think I'd like the single player? Dark side of these? I've thought about playing single player Call of Duty before. I think you would like this one, and I'll tell you why. Uh, If if you've ever played a Call of Duty game, you know what you're getting into. The the running and gunning the shooting. Um, but what this game does, which none of the others really do is they change up the game mechanics mid level. So like you'll start the level where you're running and gunning and then you'll have to go into a spaceship and you'll be able to fly off and do space combat. And then you'll land on a space station and do more running and gunning. And then you'll put on a space suit and go outside of that level and do zero gravity shooting in space and then float back to a spaceship and do more space shooting. All in one level, all seamless. 
And it must have cost a shit ton of money to do that. And and they do it like four or five times on four or five different levels. And it's epic. It's just purely epic. And most Call of Duty games, I mean, you're you're basically looking at like a war environment of, you know, like either an urban area or um, you know, just a, a destroyed city or some shit like that. And this takes place throughout, you know, various galaxies. So every environment's different. You know, everything looks, you know, completely different. And so it's uh, much more interesting to look at than any of the other Call of Duties. Like um, a lot of like, uh, this kind of reminds me of something. This like a side thing, you know, like sometimes like you have something good and then like they just like put space on top of it and fuck it up. Like, <laughs> like Star this, Wars? No, not like Star Wars. So like I, I love horror movies. So like the Jason movies, like they're good. But then they did that one, Jason in Space. <laughs> Jason in Space, yeah. <laughs> they're like, we're shit? completely out of ideas. Jason X. <laughs> That's what the Call of Duty reminds me enjoy of. enjoy horror movies. Call of Duty, but then let's put them in space. What the fuck? Yeah, I mean, I didn't... Uh, I had played it uh, years ago, but I don't know if I ever finished it, but I I played it all the way through, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Right, like, I'll have to give it another go. It was very good, and it was very pretty. It's, I mean, like I said, it's like four or five-year-old game, but it's still pretty damn gorgeous. So, what makes the multiplayer so bad, then, if the single player was so good? Because they didn't play. invite me. So, um, the multiplayer, it uh, you're able to run along the walls, and you have like a jetpack, and you have all these special like robot abilities and things like that. Um, the weapons are supposed to be, you know, like normal weapons, but they're all futuristic type weapons. So everything kind of seemed to blend together. There wasn't really any personality to the guns, um, unlike some of the other Call of Duty games. Um, also, the level design just kind of seemed like shitty like most of them are like uh, in some type of space station so there's no like open environment to really see things it's just kind of like oh you're you know there's a ceiling and you know you're in a it seemed like very boxed in so it wasn't really something that i enjoyed uh, i think that was one of the worst ones i played but single player it's great give it a try nope Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what system uh, did you play it on, Darkseid? PlayStation Switch. 4. Switch. <laughs> uh, that is uh, it for space games. Um, I played some other shitty games. Uh, uh, Explosion on the PlayStation Vita, uh, which is a twin-stick shooter, and it sucks. Took Flat about up. an hour, hour to get to Did you cat games, yeah. Darkseid? Cat games? No. Yeah. No. I did not. I did play a dog game, though. Oh, shit. I played uh, Milo's Quest on the PlayStation Vita. <laughs> really? Pl- yeah. From, like, play- Milo and Otis? No, I don't know. They're the dead, pug? They're dead, man. That's old movie. <laughs> um, the Fuck dog's name wrong. is Milo, and he's got to go solve puzzles and pick up bones. And then at the end of the game, he fights a fucking jack-o'-lantern. It didn't make any sense. Is it a pug? Is Milo a pug? He was yellow. Oh, fuck. Old Keller. <laughs> Take that said, put put him down at the end of the game. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Uh, I also played uh, Adventure for the Atari 2600 uh, right before the podcast. That took 15 minutes. And that was fun. What difficulty did you play on that? Uh, It didn't give me the option. I just started it up and played it as is. Was the bat there? I didn't see a bat. Yeah, I that, think there that, was a a one when I started, so probably right. the first difficulty. Yeah, that that bat's a motherfucker, man. Yeah, the original difficulty or the first difficulty, you just got to get the cup and bring it back to where you started. Like, yeah, that's what advanced. I did. Yeah. Did you ever gotten the secret message in it? I did once. Yeah, it was a pain in the ass to do it. Yeah, I did not. I, I've seen it on YouTube and on Ready Player One. Uh, the last thing I played was uh, Pepsi Invaders. Um, also right before the podcast for about 20 minutes. It's Space Invaders, but instead of having ships, it's the Pepsi letters. And that's it. All right. Melbro, what you got for March? Uh, let's see. Well, I, I guess uh, thinking, of, so you guys know I don't really like space. And just this podcast is making me think maybe I don't like space because they fucked up that Jason movie. They really fucked that up, didn't they? <laughs> Did you love that franchise or something? I mean, <laughs> I like, I like I Jason, man. before space. It sucked before, like, after the second good, one. <laughs> then when I finally gave uh, space movies a chance again with that shit gravity movie, I was like, this shit yeah, is terrible. Gravity, gravity is great. No. Gravity sucks. It's it shit. Bad, man. Event Horizon like, uh, is the shit, though. Armageddon. The Midnight Sky Sky just came out. It's pretty good. Don't want to miss a thing. Armageddon, baby. Actually, Interstellar (laughs) is probably the best one. Oh, yes. Best space. Interstellar. Interstellar. That was a good movie. You didn't watch it, Dark Side? I saw it. It's about 70%. Check out The Midnight Sky with George Clooney. It's pretty good. It's on Netflix. Vanilla Sky. Fuck space. So the games that I played, um, the games that I played this month that were space themed, were Star Fox, which we already talked about, was a pretty shitty game, but I had fun with it. The thing that that frustrated me the most was like uh, you couldn't really tell like your partners versus the enemies because of how like bad the game looks didn't really age well. Um, but it's short, like Brian mentioned. So um, if you got forty five free minutes and you like you know overall the franchise. I still recommend giving it a playthrough. Um, Mario Galaxy, man. I guess uh, where do I start, man? It's a fucking masterpiece. This is a masterpiece. I actually felt bad after I played after I played this game for not playing it sooner. Like I, I should have played this game ten years ago when it came out. This is an amazing game. <laughs> I forgive you. <laughs> oh man, so I, I've never really off played... the charts right now. No, no, Mario Galaxy is <laughs> shit, man. Wait, hold on. The real question is, how much did Brian pay you? Exactly. That. That's what I've just been thinking. Like, like, where do you put it against the other Mario games you played? This is the best one, by far. Best one. By far. Blows it out, out everything else out of the Well, water. I mean, I, I, the, the 3D, 3D games? Super Mario yeah. World. Best 3D Mario. Yeah. Yeah, by far. Like, so the mechanics, man. If I thought Odyssey was just okay, then this one would be that top-tier Mario that I've yeah. always Yeah. Yeah. If you don't like this Mario, then uh, you're an idiot. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's shit, like the man. like Hell when you when you when you play this game like the gravity of it is so dope man it's like the way like how smart they were between like jumping from planet to planet and like how you move and like sometimes you're upside down i've never felt a game like get gravity right like this game really mastered gravity in a mario game franchise it's just so much fun man just running around and just jumping from planet to planet 
What about all those other games where people are walking on the ground? Don't they get gravity right? <laughs> nope. Yeah, they got it. They got it right too. But not not like this, man. Nintendo got it. Got how it how long was that game, Melvin? Uh, how long was this, Brian? I mean, if you're doing like just the 60 main to beat the game, you're probably looking at about 10 hours on a first playthrough, something like that. Oh, hard pass. It's got to be like five hours or less for me to. <laughs> it's not Mario Odyssey is a much meatier game because it's the exploration game. Like Mario Galaxy was like the first game in 3D that went back to the roots of like straightforward. Yeah, more linear. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And it's a real good, like, pick-up-and-play game. Just, like, you can just pick it up for five minutes, grab a star, put it down, and, you know, do the next thing the next, like, do another one the next day. So it's really good for, like, short, quick, you know, um, gaming sessions also. And the only thing that I didn't like about it, it's not necessarily the game, per se, but it's just uh, Nintendo did a, did a shitty job porting this game. So I like to do all of my um my gaming on the Switch and handheld, and they force you to use touchscreen for, like, um, a lot of the sections. It took me a while to get used to it. Eventually, you know, I got used to it, so it didn't bother me as much. But it, I'm adjusting, man. I really hate that they forced me to use touchscreen in this port. It was kind of a lazy port job, I think. But I, I mean, I don't know how else you would do it. Like collecting those star bits and stuff. I mean, I guess you could have a, the second analog stick be the cursor, but that's also the camera. So it, it'd be tough if they didn't shoehorn that in somewhere. So how do you do it in dock then? Oh, if you play it on the screen, you use motion control. Even with stuff. the Pro Controller? Uh, I believe so. I believe, yeah, oh, you move okay. the Pro Controller around because it's got like gyros in it and shit. Oh, okay, the solution okay. to that would be to just have Mario be um, magnetic to the material so that, you know, once it gets dispersed, it just goes to him. But they're way in the distance sometimes. Like sometimes they're way off in the distance and you're collecting them. Yeah. Because you yeah, just but, have to like touch them to get them. Yeah, but I've seen other games do that. You know, you'll get a special item and be like, oh, now all the coins will go to you, you know. So you just walk just in like, the area and they just get sucked in. They could have just like not put them in the background and put them closer to you so you can just run by them. Very minor flaw. Extremely. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really do anything in the game anyway, so it's no. Right. Galaxy messed up on that one. But yeah, if you haven't played, this is a masterpiece. You know, I definitely recommend it if you enjoy 3D Mario games. Uh, and, the other... and by the time this airs, you've missed your chance because March 31st, they're taking that game away. Oh, shit. Yeah, the day Mario died. <laughs> Finally. Geez. That's what they're saying. That's what the internet is saying. <laughs> Finally, huh? Is this is this like the vault or something, Brian? It's like the Disney vault, yeah. And you'll be thankful when they bring it back. <laughs> Defense to the end. <laughs> Friends to the end, Chucky. <laughs> so the last space game I played was uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. This was a pretty dope game too, man. I really enjoyed this. Um, a lot of aspects of this game. I feel like um, I compared this to Control a lot, and this is what like Control should have been if it wasn't a shit game. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they really got like uh, you really felt like a Jedi in this game. They really got those mechanics right in terms of the Force and. Like the way you can like grab enemies towards you and push them away, the force felt cool as hell. And um, visually, this game was was gorgeous, man. On the PS5, they did an update to it recently um, for the enhanced graphics for PS5. It looks stunning. Um, and just just like um, you know, moving around with the <clears throat> um, the mechanics of the game, man. Just running around with your your lightsaber, chopping enemies in half. It was just a lot of dope combat in the game. 
uh, parrying, everything like that. Sound design of the game was credible. Like when you would pull out your lightsaber and you would hear like the, ooh, it just sounded cool too, man. Um, so I enjoyed it, you know, thoroughly. The only thing about this game that caught me off guard was this game is like a a, a legit Souls style game called like Hard as Hell. Um, on normal mode, this game is gonna take you a long time to beat. Like you really have to be very accurate with your parrying. You're gonna die a lot um, and and go back, you know, to a respawn 20 minutes ago. So I, I started that and I said, fuck it, I'm going to put it on easy mode and just have a good time, man. And that's what I did. And it made it a lot more enjoyable for me. Yeah, I keep meaning to go back to it. I think I, I'll give it another try. It's um the main characters that um that redhead guy from, um what's the name of that show? He was on Gotham. He played Drew. Yeah, Gotham and Shameless. Shameless. Yeah, Moose doesn't like him because I think Moose wants to be him. Yeah, I want to be him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like him because he reminds me of Brian and Muff. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I get enough of you guys in the podcast. He, he must be a cool guy. Then. <laughs> <laughs> the last thing I want to mention about this game, though, this is one of the best endings in a video game I've ever played. Like, the ending is going to catch you so off guard and it's so dope. The last level, man, it was amazing. It was definitely uh, an enjoyable experience. I won't spoil anything, but yeah, this ending is, is going to knock you off your feet, man. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Uh, that was it for... Um, no, no, I actually did play one more uh, space game. It was this game on uh, my uh, arcade 1-Up machine that I modded called Hyper Duel. It's kind of a, like a space shooter game. Um, pretty short, like an hour long. The the thing about this game that was pretty dope, though, is like you could like switch between like aircraft or you can like turn into like a transformer robot like in space. And they would both have like different type of moves that you would do. Um, so it was pretty fun. It's just a standard space shooter. Um, nothing to write home about, but that aspect was cool. Um, and then the last game that I played this month, uh, I know everybody loves this game, but it, it was kind of shit to me, was Journey. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really understand. I mean, this is just not my type of game. You just like float around in sand and collect little carpet shits and that was it. The end. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't who doesn't love collecting that. carpet shits? You just like float around with this little hooded man, um, just float around in sand and collect carpet, and that, that was it. <laughs> yeah. You didn't enjoy like the the arc of the story, I guess, like as you kind of like the ending was really impactful. I thought. Yeah, I mean the visuals were gorgeous. The music was amazing. Yeah. Did you play Maybe. with anybody else online? Was it free? No, I didn't. That's, that's, I didn't understand that though. Like, how did I know if someone else? So, like, someone else jumped in my game for a while, but then they left. But I didn't. Never even saw an option for online mode. So I don't even know how they got in my game like that. I think it defaults to where someone will always have the ability to jump on if you are online. Um, oh, so it's multiplayer, okay. but it's only one other person can join you. I mean, now I don't know what that multiplayer experience would be like. But like when the when the game first came out. When you played with somebody, they would usually stick with you to the end. Yeah, no, this person jumped in, did one puzzle, and dip. And I was just looking around for him for a while. I didn't understand. I, I didn't even know that was an online person until, like, Brian, you mentioned it to me in a, in a text thread or a chat. I thought that was, like, an actual part of the game because they didn't explain that at all. Like, I'll do a quick story. The first time I played it, I and I was playing with this guy, and in, like, the second level, there was a glitch, and I got stuck in a mountain to where I couldn't move. And it was literally like 10 minutes 
of me trying to get unstuck chirping at this guy and he was like on the ground below me like chirping up at me and i could tell like he was like worried like dude like come on get, like get unstuck and he stuck around with me for like 10 minutes while i couldn't move and then he eventually left but i like to think that he was like all right man i'm sorry like but i, I gotta go without you <laughs> like if it was now i could see somebody abandoned you like immediately but there was like when the game first came out there was i think more of like a bond with the a person you were community. playing with. Yeah, yeah, even though you couldn't really communicate other than like chirps and stuff, but yeah, it's uh I, I don't know, I think it's a special <laughs> game. Yeah, I don't know, maybe I just I don't know, it didn't click with me. I'm curious to see like what, what I mean, I know you played it on I don't know, Dark Side Muff, you got Spyro? Yeah, yeah I, pl- I played it. I played it multiple times and, yeah. and I agree with Brian. What do you like about the game? I don't get it. It's like a movie. It, it's pretty. It's like a two-hour experience, and you go through the journey. And it's not difficult in terms of like gameplay, but it's just like the different settings, and it kind of has like a somber tone throughout the entire game. And then like the climax, that you know, I don't want to spoil. I mean, it's old, but like just the. I mean, journey is like in the name of the game, like the journey you take through the game. Uh, I, I thought it was a very, it was a a complete story arc, but it was also minimalistic. Like there's no plot really. There's no talking to the nothing at all. <laughs> <laughs> remember I'm when? Uh, remember when Spiral said he didn't like Tetris? It's the same thing going on right here, man. <laughs> Everybody's disappointing Brian on the beach. <laughs> I mean, if you guys don't like great games, that's on you. I don't well, know. I thought, I, I thought you really liked Journey, didn't you? What you well, start? I probably like it. It's no, a easy saying, I thought Dark Side really liked the game. Oh yeah, I love Journey. And yeah, that was it for me, man. Float around in some sand and collect some carpet. Bash, what are your thoughts on Journey? I don't think Bash was a huge fan of it either. I never even bothered playing it. It looks like nothing. <laughs> You're right. <man. laughs> Give me something more than running around. Like. You don't do you don't do shit. Yeah, you don't do anything. That's my thing. Man. Yes, you do. Man. It, you got to you got to find the it, things to make your scarf bigger. Then you got to solve the puzzle to move on to the next section. But you know, is and then free? near the end, there's enemies that you got to fight, and then it's on sale now for like. Four there's the winter hours. section; you got to stay out of the cold. <laughs> and then there's like one section where there's like some I forget what it is, like some big monster kind of like stalking you throughout the level, and yeah, you've got to kind of sneak around. And there's like the part where you're like sledding down the like the sandy hill, and you're going really fast, and like yeah. And I don't want to spoil the end, but yeah, it was a great game. I like games where you do shit, man. Just not run around. <laughs> man, that, didn't yeah. like control, even though you did office work. Now you, you don't like this because you don't do office work. I don't get it. <laughs> that was it for me, Brian. All right. Spiral, you want to round us off with the games you played in March? So um, I kind of cheated on the, on the space games because I, I was playing a different game. I wanted to get a space game in. And I was looking through my Xbox um, library of games, trying to find a space theme. Um, so I started playing Star Wars, uh, Lego Star Wars 2, uh, the Xbox 360. Um, Nothing wrong with that. I love Lego Star Wars. So I got, in, I started the game, got into the cantina. Um, you see this, these blocky uh, Lego characters, and I noped the fuck out of that game. Fuck that. <laughs> Fucking stupid. Terrible graphics. I was very disappointed. Came out in 2006. It shows its age. I literally played it for like 45 seconds and got, got the fuck out of there. So. Seconds. Man, that's one must VR session. 
So, so I got out of that game, and I found I have the Master Chief Collection. A lot of that game is, is I guess, some of those games are set in space. So I played Halo Reach, which I'd never played before. Um, and again, it's a little bit of a cheat because there's really only one level that takes place in space, which is, in my mind, the best part of the game. Uh, it was really cool. This dogfight type of scenario where you're going from area to area, fighting um, the Covenant ships. Then you land at a station, you go in with a standard uh, run and gun, get something and leave. Um, so that was really cool. I wish the game had more of that kind of uh, interaction because the other part of the game was your standard Halo experience. Um, which, I don't know, I, I'm not the biggest fan of the Halo campaigns. Uh, some are memorable, like the early ones, I think, like Halo 2, Halo 3. But Reach for me wasn't very memorable, uh, just because it just... I know it was it was received well back in the day, but for me, like it lost its luster. Um, it was more of the same. It was just jumping in the Warthog, driving around, attacking, getting weapons and things like that. It wasn't that challenging. I played it on the standard difficulty. And it was a really short campaign, eight hours long. Um, so I got through it pretty quickly. Um, so overall, you know, I, I, I probably will play the other Halo games, uh, uh, but Reach was a little bit of a dis- disappointment, but it might just be its age. Uh, the story is kind of neat. Uh, kind of gives you the background of a certain character that you, you interact with later in the game series. Uh, so that was interesting, but overall, I just thought it was okay. Um, so that's my only space experience. I am still um, way in my deep dive of Fire Emblem, um, Three Houses. I'm still playing that game, which is taking the majority of my time. And I'm going through this. I, I did my second playthrough. So I'm about 125 hours into the game now. Jeez. I've done my <laughs> second playthrough, uh, playing as a different character, Dimitri, who I think uh, I think Darkseid would like a lot because he's got an eye patch. I feel like Darkseid <laughs> loves anything with an eye patch. <laughs> what? Give me another example of something with an eye patch that I like. I don't know. I just feel like you like characters with with with, uh, with half blindness. I just feel like you like those types of people, like Nick Fury, maybe. Nick Fury, Solid Snake. You got me. Gotcha. Exactly. Snake plus. Don't forget Patch too. His cat. Yeah. That's Gabriel. <laughs> Good. Um, so I played the Dimitri path, and what's interesting about Fire Emblem is that. The paths are somewhat different. I, I was thinking I was going to play kind of the same game, but getting to the end of the game, like the, the final boss was different than the other path I took, which was Edelgard. Um, I can't really talk much about it because there's the story is really deep and interesting. Um, and there's certain scenarios with characters I still want to spoil, but yeah, the, the path with Dimitri had a different uh, end boss than my original path with Edelgard, which I thought was neat. It was worth playing that a second time just to go through it. And it kind of reminded me a little bit about like Final Fantasy XV, which uh, Moose talked about, where there are certain parts in the game where your side characters leave, like Gladiolus leaves, and um, the photo, uh, the photograph dude, I forget his name. Pronto. Uh, yeah, Pronto leaves, and then Nicole you play, Pat. you play that um, their DLC, and you see where they go. You yeah. see what they did while they were missing from the main game. And it's kind of a certain same kind of scenario with Fire Emblem with certain characters. They go missing from the other houses and you kind of see your, you kind of see what they went through um, in these other paths that they, that they took. But uh, yeah, I'm still going deep into Fire Emblem. I got two more endings to do and some DLC. So hopefully um, next month I can finish that game off and move into something else. Uh, but that were that was the only two games I played. Are you planning on beating it with all three houses eventually? 
Yeah, I think I'm going to do all three houses just because there's one character that's kind of a mystery. Um, in the two paths I've done, they don't really explain what happens with this one character. So I'm doing the third path right now, so I'm hoping they explain what happens um, with this one character. If they don't explain it, I'm going to be a little bit disappointed. But yeah, it's it's worth it for me. It's definitely different scenarios, different levels. The character interactions are different. Um, in in the when you play one path, these are other side characters. But when you play the the path of the side character, it's a kind of a new experience. So for me, it's worth it. I'm going to do all three of them, and then there's the uh, the fourth. There's like a branch out of one of the original paths, and then DLC. So I'm going to do them all. Did you uh, turn you permadeath play... on on your next playthrough? What's that? <laughs> Did you turn permadeath on this time? Oh no! Fuck that! Fuck that! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you would play that game with permadeath because. So literally every time I, I play a battle, I lose somebody, and I'm trying not to, and I lose I lose a character. So yeah, man. that that turned me off of the older games. Like one of the, I think it was the one on the GameCube where like I was almost done with a match, and then at the last second, these like dragon riders come in that have a ton of range, and then they just kill one of my characters that I had no chance to like even know. So it's like, and you couldn't turn it off in the GameCube one. I think the DS one or the wow. 3DS one, Awakening was the first one you could turn off permadeath so that that turned me off the series and i never got back into it yeah that that would frustrate the fuck out of me i would not want to play it either because you you spend a lot of time like leveling up these characters and getting to know them and interacting with them and then just to lose them like that holy shit yeah didn't the original final fantasy tactics have permadeath too i can't remember I think I just think on like the recruitable characters or something. Just like the recruiting yeah. guys. Yeah. Not the main ones, okay. You gotta get good. Too no, hard, was, man. <laughs> Darkseid plays the easiest fucking games imaginable <laughs> to get platinum. <laughs> telling other people they gotta get good. Hey, I, I know my station in life. <laughs> I was gonna ask Moose when you play the DLC for the Final Fantasy 15 characters, did you play any of like the like the extra content? Like the racing portions or fighting the bosses and stuff? No, so I didn't really mess with that. I just did main story. Okay. Should I do that other stuff? Oh, I did it just because I'm OCD and want to get all the achievement points, but yeah. that shit is fucking frustrating. Is I don't it? know. Yeah, Maybe there's I'll like. Let's see how I like it. Like the knock or who the, the, the Prontil one, like there's a, there's a snowmobile, snowmobiling yeah, that, like race. Okay. Holy shit. It, the, the controls are terrible. It is so difficult. It took me like, I don't know, three hours nonstop. And it's like a minute and a half race, right? Oh so God. I played it maybe a hundred times just to get through it. It was really hard. It sounds like a meal with every game. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that's it All for right, me, Brian. So I, all right. I think that's going to do it for this episode. We're going to try something new. We're going to switch to a weekly format. So next week. Stay tuned for our top three space games of all time from from each person. So there could be, you know, 24 different space games we talk about. And then we're going to get some space trivia as well. Muff, you want to close things out, letting people know where they can find us on social media? Find us at beatofthemonth.com. That is our website. And you get up on the Twitters, Beat of the Month, <laughs> Facebook, Beat of the Month, uh, Instagram, Beat of the Month, Good Pods, Beat of the Month. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of Beat of the Month. Thanks, everyone, and we will catch you next week. Peace out! Beat of the Month. Beat of the Month. Gotta have me my Beat of the Month. Beat of the Month. 
beat of the month. Gotta have me my beat of the month.